Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. I'm doing something a little bit different. This is something I have been wanting to do for a long time, and today just seemed right. So I'm going to go through a book and kind of review a book, and I've made a bunch of connections just recently with this, so I wanted to be sure and share it today. So the book I read recently is So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport, and it really made me think because it talks about passion and it talked about mission and in realizing genius, I feel like there might be some confusion between the two. So passion is a huge talking point when we're talking about our kids and their future. And when we're talking about our own futures, our own careers, Cal Newport subtitled his book, why skills Trump passion in the quest for work you love. What got me thinking was where does genius into this is genius really our passion or is it skills and i think it's actually kind of like mission one of the things that i really agree with newport is that he's searching for a way for people to end up doing work they love so in realizing genius what i'm trying to do is help you find the work that you love and i postulate that the work that you love is something that is your genius you know, and in realizing genius, because I am working mostly with homeschool parents, I want you to be able to help your kids find a life that they love. Okay, so when I talk about genius, I'm really talking about that purpose that you were born with, that the world needs you to share. You need to realize And when I say realize, I mean share, you know, make it real. So realizing genius is going out and using that genius to make the world a better place. So that genius may or may not be something that you're passionate about right this minute, but it's still something that you were meant to share with the world. So I definitely agree with Newport in that passion is different than genius. I mean, passion is something that even in a relationship could be something that's fleeting. And even if you have always dreamed of doing something like, you know, opening up a hot dog stand, but yet you don't have the skills to cook a hot dog well, or you don't know how to advertise your business or to find the right equipment, then following your passion is not a good thing to do, at least not yet you're not going to be successful. One of the things that Newport talks about is how you have to develop skills and developing skills, I really see as, first of all, recognizing your strengths. So I recently attended a webinar that was put out by Leadership Education Mentoring Institute. And this webinar was by Tatiana Fallon and she was talking about leadership education. She spoke in part of that about how to find the strengths and how to find the purpose for your child. 
leadership education is all about mission, you know, and that we come here with a purpose. And it's something I feel very strongly about. I've homeschooled all five of my boys using leadership education. And um, one thing I, I loved about Tati's webinar was how she was able to help parents see that starting from the child's strength can really help you develop the skills they need for mission and purpose. So if you've been listening to me at all, <laughs> I, you know that I feel strongly that education, in education, we need to individualize things. We need to look at the child first and standards. Well, yeah, not even a close second, maybe fifth or sixth or whatever. Standards, unfortunately, even if you know, don't want to have anything to do with them, they are something that we are kind of stuck with, especially if you in any way um, want to be involved in the traditional academic circles. So I know some homeschoolers, they have to be part of that. And I understand that if you're in a state that has different homeschooling laws, or if you like in California and Utah and Idaho, um, I'm sure there's other states, but if you have a part, if you're part of a homeschool charter school, you also have to work with that. But what I'm saying is that standards don't need to be number one. You need to look at the child first. Okay, back to Tatiana. In the webinar, she walked a couple of people through how to start with strengths. So with Realizing Genius, I help people see that we can work through strengths to overcome weaknesses. And strengths are a great point to start at to kind of give you direction into where your child's genius might lie. So in leadership education, it would be called mission. Just so everybody understands, I prefer the term genius. Well, obviously my business is called Realizing Genius, but leadership education is based on the idea of mission. And I, I don't see the terms as completely interchangeable, but they're very sim similar. So anyway, when you're realizing your genius or in leadership education, you're you know trying to help them find their mission, you're looking at your child's strengths and you're helping them to develop those strengths. Now, some of that can be attributed to a preferred learning style. So let's say, you know, a skill that your child needs and every child needs is math. Math is a skill th that they need and it may be something that they're having a really hard time with for some reason or another. And how can you help them develop a skill in math, you know, a skill that they really need? So you can start looking at their strengths. One strength they might have is that they're a kinesthetic learner. So you can take that strength of, you know, being able to learn kinesthetically, and you can use that strength to help you learn the skill of math. Okay, so how could they do that? So instead of writing everything down, you have those physical manipulatives. And uh, one of my one of my favorite math curriculum uh, for kinesthetic learners is math you see. 
So they have all of those manipulatives. And I know there's others out there that's just one I'm familiar with. So back to, so good they can't ignore you with Cal Newport. One of the things that Newport says is that in the workforce, basically you want to do the same thing. You want to develop skills that you can then put into the workplace. So he says, don't start with your passion, start with a skill that you know. Some skills that you have that'll get you into a business situation, a job situation where you can develop more skills. Okay, we can start that before our kids even get into their career path. We can introduce them to these different skills during their education. In a traditional school setting, they can't do that. They have to look at the standards first. And they have a classroom full of 30 students. And it's harder for them to individualize that individualize the education of all 30 students, where as homeschoolers, we have a big jump on that. Newport also said, at the core of the passion hypothesis is the assumption that we all have pre-existing passions waiting to be discovered. And he's right. We don't want to have a career based on something that needs to be discovered. And we don't want to base our child's education on that either, but we can use that passion or interest to develop the skills. For example, you know, I think every five-year-old child, I mean, I have five boys. I know this was true for them, but they have an interest in dinosaurs. So you take that interest or passion and you can use that passion to help you develop the skills that they need. So Let's take a tub full of dinosaurs, dump them all out, and let's sort them. Okay, so for a five-year-old, that is helping them develop basic writing and math skills. You're seeing patterns, and being able to see patterns allows kids to see differences in words. You know, oh, that's a consonant, vowel consonant word. It helps them see um, patterns for math. Okay, and math is like, oh. We have three dinosaurs, all the same color. What happens when we add two more? Now we have five. Okay, things like that. So those are basic things that that they can do that. But we can also take that dinosaur theme and extend that into language arts. Now let's write a story about it. And at five years old, it might just be a narration where they are narrating it to you. But what they're learning there, even if they aren't physically writing the story, what they're learning is story structure. What happens first? What happens next? You know, there's usually something exciting that happens. And all of that is being learned by just playing with a tub of dinosaurs. And you're playing with a tub of dinosaurs because they just love dinosaurs right now. Okay. That's for a five-year-old. And you're probably saying, well, Heidi, five-year-olds are simple. They're easy to homeschool. But what about my 16-year-old? I totally get it. I'm on my last teenager. And yeah, it's harder to find that interest. But let's say your child is um, interested in music. How can you take music and help them learn math? Music actually has quite a bit in common 
with math. You just have to make those connections. The timing and the staff, I mean, I don't even know all of it, but I mean, music theory is great. Music also can be looked at as another language. What is the language? I mean, all of those different notes are like another word. Okay, how can you take that music of language? Maybe your child likes to compose uh, music. Well, help them put words to it. Okay. Pull in social studies, you know, in history. And it's like, okay, this composer that you love, he was, he lived during this century. What was influencing him? What kind of instruments did he use and why? Now let's go back to Cal Newport. Another concept that he brings up in his book is building career capital. Now, career capital is those skills that you can share with an employer. So another quote from his book is that if you want a great job, you need something of great value to offer in return. So what we want to do in the homeschooling arena is to help our kids develop that value, that those skills that they can share. So back to Tati's webinar, she talked about the same thing in that we need to have virtue. And she defined virtue as, you know, she talked about Plato and Aristotle and Socrates and how they defined it. And virtue is those skills, those abilities that you have that you can share with others. And another thing she talked about is basically having a life well lived and having a life well lived is by using your virtue, you know, that, that skill, that, that part of you that is meant to share with the world. Newport really has this goal of trying to help you live a better life and being able to contribute more and one of the concepts he also brought up was the craftsman mindset. And I love this idea. I love the idea of a craftsman mindset because he compared it to the passion mindset. And the craftsman mindset is about mastering your craft, you know, focusing on your results and becoming so good that people, you know, have to take notice. So one of the things Newport brought up in his book is um, the 10,000 hour rule that Malcolm Gladwell popularized in his book Outliers. And he used that example of being, you know, deliberate in your practice of skills. And so in Outliers, uh, Malcolm Gladwell um, shares how this 10,000 hour rule is uh, something that, you know, you want to put 10,000 hours into something uh, before you become an expert and Newport just, you know, pulled that in to emphasize the fact that you have to be willing to put your time and effort into it. And that deliberate practice that ends up just explaining and expanding on your excellence. This craftsman mindset incorporates that understanding that you have to work hard. You know, you think about someone who is just, you know, has this passion or this someone who is dedicated to their craft, who is willing to do whatever they need to do and to work hard to develop it. It kind of gives you that visualization, that understanding of why 
Newport really encourages you to have that craftsman mindset instead of just that passion mindset. And I really like that because one idea in realizing genius is that understanding that you need to work at your genius, you need to realize it. So that realizing it is putting in that hard work. One of the things that Tati in her website suggests is that we expose kids to a lot of different things. And, you know, this is different from what Newport was talking about, but he's talking about adults who have already gone through their childhood. They've hopefully found some of their skills and they've been able to do that. What we're trying to do is figure out the skills that our kids need to develop. It's just different environments. It's different times of life. In the work environment, that craftsman mindset, you're definitely more focused on trying to develop, deliberately develop skills within a certain realm, like, you know, real estate, building houses, advertising, public speaking, lots of different things. So you could develop skills specifically for that. With a child, we're trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, which skills to develop. And so especially when they're young, but really through, throughout your homeschooling career, you want to introduce your ch- children to these different experiences and then watch them and try and see, okay, is this one of their strengths? How can we help them develop their strengths? And what different opportunities will help you develop the strengths that they already have? For example, one of my sons, when he was still fairly young, I put him into a debate and public speaking course. And it was just on a whim. He didn't have anything to do. His older brothers were taking the course. The teacher was in our home. She said, you know, hey, yeah, just have him hop in. No problem. Anyway, it became very clear that even though he was the youngest in the class, that he was one of the best (laughs) and he was able to debate with, you know, the big kids and he was very comfortable in public speaking situations. And so once I saw that, you know, I saw how good he was at that. I worked to find other situations and other experiences for him to develop that strength and to develop more skills. So for example, it worked out for him to be a youth mentor in a, in a class where they did a lot of public speaking. So what he would have to do as his role as a youth mentor was to develop lessons on, you know, every other week he had to put together lessons on different aspects of public speaking, like dressing the part One of the things I remember is, you know, when he was talking about being sure to dress the part, it was on Mr. Rogers and we had to go get him a sweater with a zipper. And that just helped. He shared how wearing a sweater like Mr. Rogers helped everybody connect those ideas to, it was just one other aspect of sharing the message of Mr. Rogers by dressing like him. I thought that was really cool that he saw that and he was able to share that. 
a big similarity in all of this is that you need to be able to work hard and you need to have that, that grit or persistence, you know, that tenacity. And that's something that in realizing genius and leadership education, that, you know, willingness to do hard things is, is encouraged. And a lot of times I talk to people and they're like, well, you know, getting my teenager motivated, you know, it's really hard to do that. And that's when, you know, you can go back, okay, what is their passion right now? Use that, you know, like the math and the dinosaurs examples. But I also highly recommend Daniel Ping's book, Drive, and he talks about how to encourage different aspects of life, you know, and how you can do things differently to incorporate that, you know, to make things more motivating. And I, one of the things I talk about in presentations all the time is how giving your teens more and more autonomy is really helpful for motivating them and you know, wanting them to do uh, the hard work. One of the challenges is that even for us, it's really comfortable in our comfort zone. And it means getting out of our comfort zone sometimes. And we don't always want to do that. We need to also model that for them. And that that can be really hard to do. I understand that. And but that's realizing your own genius. And modeling that for your kids is one of the greatest gifts you can give them. So don't be afraid to pop out of your comfort zone, work hard and be a model for your kids so that they want to do that as well. One of the things that I really liked that Newport did is how he defined career capital and career capital is something that we can help develop in our kids even at the homeschooling level, Newport defines career capital as those skills that are your that you are developing that will help you be so good they can't ignore you. One of the things that I loved is that by the end of Cal Newport's book, he is also talking about mission and about finding your mission and incorporating mission is something that makes your job more than a job. It is a calling. There's a story out there. I forget where it is, but it illustrates this point. And it's, you know, you have a bunch of people who are working on building a church. And the first guy that you go up to and say, hey, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm just laying bricks. And then the second guy, you know, you go to and ask, oh, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I'm just, I'm building, I'm, creating a building, I'm making a building. And then the third guy that you ask, you know, what are you doing? It's like, I'm building the house of God. One is a job, one is a career, and one is a calling. And ideally, you know, if you have that mission mindset, you know, which is developed, you know, and by having that craftsman mindset, you are living your calling, you are living your mission. And you are seeing the bigger picture. I know I've watched that Undercover Boss TV show. I've watched that several times where the boss who is undercover and is like working with the janitor. I remember one where this boss of, he was like the CEO of a, an amusement park company. And he went and he was working with 
this one guy who was a janitor and it was just sweeping up the parks and cleaning it up. And he was just amazed at this janitor who had this calling, this mission mindset and could see that he was, you know, in that, you know, story, he was, you know, building a house of God just by sweeping the streets of the, of this amusement park. And that's the kind of thing that you want to be working towards. I mean, that's what realizing genius is. That's what, you know, having a life well lived is. That's what being virtuous is. And I highly recommend this book. I'll put a link to So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport in the show notes. I'll also put a link for you to be able to purchase access to Tati's webinar and many other webinars that will give you more information about leadership education and support you on your homeschooling journey. So thanks for joining me. And I'm hoping to have lots more of these. This is a lot of fun. And I read lots of books or I listen to a lot of books. And so it was really fun sharing these ideas with you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.